Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the Ask Me Anything episode. Uh, So, before we get into that, guys, like always, let's do the housekeeping. Uh, So, guys, it's uh, easy. All all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, all of it. Just hit smash the subscribe buttons, uh, hit like, do all the wonderful things you can do. Also on Apple uh, Podcasts or iTunes, same thing. Leave a five-star review. Uh, hit me up on my DMs. Let me know what went down. If you guys want, I have stickers I can give you. I got some stuff. But here's the one catch to all that. Is if you're doing it on any other, any other platform. So let's say podcast addict or Podbean or stitcher any of that stuff if you listen to me on any other platform outside of itunes or apple podcasts you can't if you leave a review i will never know that it happens just because it doesn't let me know uh so please i love i love to interact even if it's with uh you know state (laughs) Little Brother fans and uh, Ohio State fans. Because there are some Ohio State fans that are actually kind of decent to talk to when it comes to, uh, you know, overall football when it's not, when they're not lunatics. So just hit me up on iTunes or Apple Podcasts so I know that you did it. So this way, if you want uh, a sticker or not, or if you just want to yell into the void, leave a response on any platform that you listen to. Maybe someday I'll come across it and I'll find it funny and respond. Who knows? But if you want the direct line to me, hit me up that way. All right? You know where to get me. Um, so let's get into this, right? Oh, I wanted to do this after the Heisman just because I wanted to see who won. And we all know Bryce Young won. <laughs> Boring. Um, in my opinion... Oh, hopefully everything is okay, because I think my, my, hold on a second. Hey, sorry about that, guys. I, brand new setup. I thought I knocked out a wire. Behind the scenes stuff you probably don't even care about. But anyways, let's get back to it. Um, Bryce Young won. Uh, big whoop-de-doo, big surprise, right? Uh, we knew it was going to happen as soon as he threw for 400 yards or 460 yards. And what a thousand touchdowns against the vaunted Georgia defense. Woo-hoo-hoo. Uh, we knew that was gonna happen. So no big surprise there. Um now here, I want to just make the case why I don't think a quarterback should ever win the Heisman. And I know it's become a quarterback thing, and I know the quarterback gets all the praise or all the blame. I get it. But here's the thing. I understand that the quarterback is the ultimate brain behind it all, right? Without the quarterback, nothing really happens. But also, I would like to say, and I've said this numerous times before, doesn't matter how good your quarterback is if your offensive line sucks, right? If your offensive line's good, your specialty players can be special. So, with that being said, with a quarterback even being a dependent player, on the offense, right? Even though it's the most dependent play, it's the most important. I will not argue it's the most important. But without the offensive line, they are nothing. Except for maybe Lamar Jackson, who was an amazing athlete at quarterback, right? Like, unbelievable. 
So without a great offensive line, what is Bryce Young? See, that's why I think Aiden Hutchinson, or even if you were to see the uh, Instagram post that I put up in my final four, I had uh, Bryce Young, Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama, who's a defensive, I think he's a linebacker, I want to say. I'm. He could be def- defensive line, whatever. I don't watch Alabama that much to know, but I know he's pretty amazing. Uh, then I put Kenneth Walker, because after what I saw against uh, us, he deserves to be mentioned. Way over Kenny, I'm over that Pickett kid, right? I mean, I get Pickett, nice kid, whatever. But Kenneth Walker, a much better choice, in my opinion. And I hate Michigan State. And he's still a much better choice than the quarterback from Pitt, who, by the way, lost to Western Michigan. I mean, at least uh, Walker lost to Ohio State and Purdue. You know what I mean? At least. And then Aiden Hutchinson. So here's my thing. The reason why I put two defensive players in there, because defensive players, especially on the defensive line, they can destroy careers. They, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson is responsible for destroying the draft stock of, what, four to five offensive tackles this whole season? At least four or five offensive tackles this whole season, right? The two guys he went up against against Ohio State, the guy uh, in Iowa, which he just pushed all the way into the quarterback, uh, Washington's offensive tackle, all these guys, they no longer have great draft stock because Aiden Hutchinson destroyed them. He upon himself can destroy destroy people's careers. Now, a quarterback can't do that without a great offensive line, without time to throw the ball. Aiden Hutchinson by himself can destroy careers. He doesn't need help from anyone else to do that. He destroys offensive linemen by himself. Do you see what I'm saying? Is that the quarterback is a dependent position, regardless of how important that position is. He's still dependent. That's why a defensive lineman, that's why uh, Sue got robbed. Uh, any, Any defensive player that ever puts together a great season should always get heavier consideration. Over a quarterback, a wide, I mean, forget it. Give me a, a wide receiver. In my opinion, wide receivers should never, should never win a Heisman. Only because who's throwing them the ball? And then if that, why don't we have offensive linemen who are Heisman Trophy candidates? Because let's put it this way: an off, like I just said, quarterbacks can't have great seasons if the if the quarterback's laying on his fucking ass most of the season, right? If the if a right tackle, left tackle, depending on which arm your quarterback throws from, is the one of the most important players in football. That's why the NFL pays tackles so much effing money. So it's ridiculous. We already have most outstanding quarterback award. We have the most outstanding running back award. We have all those things. I, it shouldn't be a Heisman as well. It shouldn't be, oh, I'm a great quarterback, so I should almost be a shoe-in for the Heisman. That's horseshit. In my opinion, that's horseshit. Because Aiden Hutchinson by himself, or Will Anderson by himself, destroy people's careers by themselves. Okay? Without an offensive line, what is Bryce Young? 
Tell me that. Just tell me without five big dudes protecting them and track stars who can catch the ball. What is Bryce Young? What can he do? Just please tell me. What can he do? Nothing. Literally nothing. Put Bryce Young on Colorado State and let's see how many fucking games they win. Are they going to the national title game if Bryce Young is the quarterback? No, but I get I bet you money though if Aiden Hutchinson's on Colorado State, he's still wrecking and making careers. He's destroying he's probably setting sack records for here to Timbuktu. He'll probably have 40 sacks when he, if he plays for Colorado State because they play nobody. But still, Bryce Young is throwing to a bunch of nobodies who may be running five flat 40s. So yeah, maybe he has a decent career. Maybe. But that's because, he, you know, he's an actual decent talent, but he's not a Heisman. I don't know. Maybe I just love Aiden Hutchinson so much. Maybe I'm blind by it all. I don't know. But I still think Will Will Anderson and Aiden Hutchinson deserved way more consideration and more way more respect for what they do than any what than any offensive player does. I mean, CJ Stroud, what was he doing there? Can somebody tell me what he was doing there? I'm sorry, Kenneth Walker Jr., or not Jr., the third, got eliminated from the highest. And I even hate the fact that I'm even taking up for a Michigan State player. But Walker got eliminated from the Heisman talk because he lost to Ohio State. Because he only had six carries for 14 yards or something stupid like that. Wow, I get it. But is it his fault that his defense got blitzed out of their gourd and couldn't stop anybody from scoring? That's not his fault. But he got eliminated for it. C.J. Stroud should nowhere even be near the Heisman stand. Let alone the one of the third, third guy on there. Give me a break. And, oh, can can any other quarterback ever embody the Like, Cade McNamara is one of the perfect embodiments of Jim Harbaugh, and C.J. Stroud is the perfect embodiment of Ryan Day. They are both stick in the mud. I mean, just, like, they, they have permanent shit face. Have you ever seen uh, C.J. Stroud, uh, Stroud just sitting around? He looks miserable, just like fucking uh, Ryan Day. They're perfect for each other. They both, uh, they're probably both the no most annoying humans on earth. I mean, they, they're like pet owners that look like their pets is basically what's going on there. And they're both the ugliest dogs alive. That's the face they have. It's pathetic. It's awful. <sighs> okay, so let's get in. Okay, so it's Ask Me Anything. And fantastic. I got a, I got some new guys asking questions, which I'm very excited about because I love it when I have old people ask, uh, old fans, OG fans asking questions, the mainstays asking questions, new guys. It's all very fun. I love it all. And a matter of fact, I, this season has been fantastic in bringing back some of the old OGs uh, way back when I first started in 2018. I mean, it's great to see Ed back. Ed, you know who you are, baby. Uh, Cole, I would love to see you come back and ask some questions, big fella. Um, you know, I mean, Sean from last week, Mikey from last week, one of the, two of the original OGs. 
uh, Brad, Braddy G today, one of the amazing OGs. Peter, I mean, always just a mainstay. Just so many great OGs. And I, you know what? Because I'm in a good mood, I'm going to shout out a very positive uh, Ohio State fan. <laughs> one of the few, I know. But Tim, if you're still listening, pal, thank you. You are the one, out of one or two guys that I've met that are Ohio State fans are actually pretty decent dudes who are logical about everything that's going on. So, let's uh, get into this. Let me uh, pull all this stuff up. Like I said, I'm trying some new stuff here so the overall quality can be better. So, we'll see how this all works. Um, let's see. So, ah, Braddy G, my main guy here. First question is, you think Ojabo could return next year, even with the high draft stock uh, that he's been projected? Um, I don't think so. Now, here's why I don't think so, okay? I would love it if he did. Now, don't get me wrong. I would love it. But, as we all know, right? And we'll use Matt Leiner as the example. Matt Leiner came back for his senior year and underperformed, to be quite honest with you underperformed even to his high standard because you may not might you may not like Matt Liner whatever but at USC he killed it his junior year. I think they either won or was in that amazing Rose Bowl uh, fight against Texas which was one of the best college football games ever but came back his senior year and underperformed and would have been his junior if he would have come out would have been number two at maybe the number one pick overall you never know because they were talking about it i think he went 10th to arizona so i mean just in that alone he ruined his he ruined money right complete opposite of what aiden hutchinson's getting ready to do but with ojabo here's the reason why i say that with matt liner as the example is that we don't know I mean, we all know that he's amazing, right? Maybe he takes the next step. Maybe he becomes the next Aiden Hutchinson. Absolutely could could be. With everything that we've seen, I don't see why not. But as we know in, in NFL, you got to strike when the iron is absolutely hot. And the iron is red hot right now for Ojabo. The kid had, what, 26 games he's played? Not even, I don't even think he played in 26 games in his career at Michigan. It might have been 26 snaps, I think it was, at Michigan before this season. 26 snaps before this season. And now he blows up to 11 sacks, and he could be in the top 20 picks in the first round. You know what kind of money that is? So maybe he comes back, and maybe he has a year, pretty decent year next year, let's say. Let's say it's underwhelming. Let's say he has eight sacks, right? Eight sacks still a good year. Right, that's still better than anything uh, Uche did or uh, Winovich or whatever. Right, I think eight sacks would still be better than what they did. I don't have it on hand, and I'm not going to look, but we'll just say it is. Um, it could cost him. He could go second round, mid second round, instead of first round, top fifteen. It could cost him money, right? Or worst thing yet, he could do the Jake Butt. Stick around and tear his knee or something stupid, you know, and, and really just ruin a career. I would love to see him stay, but I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to go, and, I, and deservedly so, and I wish him all the luck in the, all the, luck in the world. God damn this thing. 
goodness, this is annoying the bejesus out of me, and this is completely one of the most unprofessional podcast moments ever for me. Now I think I finally figured this out. Don't, uh, goodness, I'm sorry. My microphone came out again, but I think my voice is so loud, the mic, the recorder still got me. So guys, once again, forgive me. Um, yeah, but he's going to be gone. I just, I don't see how he sticks around. Um, so, but still, great question. Also, Brad says, would you like to see less, more, or the same amount of JJ against Georgia? Uh, I think the answer, in my opinion, is whatever the amount that Georgia allows, right? Um, if Cade's eating them up, then I, let's see less. I don't mind seeing no JJ at all, like Penn State levels of JJ, if Cade's eating them up. Now, if they, like, say they're sitting back and Cade's having a hard time, you know, uh, passing the ball and they need to break up, you know, get them guessing, then, yeah, bring JJ in there because, like we all know, when he's in there, you don't know if he's going to run or you don't know if he's going to pass. Now, you have to imagine he's going to run because that's what we mostly see from that kid. But you don't know. And every time he passes the ball, it could be a fucking 70-yard dime right into the breadbasket of a wide receiver. You have no clue. So my answer would be whatever Georgia's defense allows, that's the amount of J.J. I want to see. I mean, if it was up to me, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I just want us to win. That's it. I don't, if it's one play, if it's all game, don't care. Just as long as we win makes zero difference to me. But it's still a great question nonetheless. Um, my buddy Dave, uh, David Mays, brand new to the uh, Maniac family, but still a very important person who keeps continually asking questions, which I love. His question is, how does Michigan basketball fare this conference schedule with how deep the Big Ten is? Well, as we saw tonight, I don't know. <laughs> That's, that's the best I can give you. Uh, Minnesota right now, uh, I think they were 7-1 and one, uh, with a conference. I think they their first conference game they played, they lost. And then we lose tonight by 10 to them at home. I mean, it doesn't help that Michigan went completely cold uh, to start off the second half. I mean, completely cold. And then everything Minnesota was throwing up was going right into the basket. Uh I think Michigan's still a young team trying to figure themselves out from what it looks like, right? I mean, thank God they got Brandon Johns out of the starting lineup. He's coming off the bench where I think he's more uh, more effective. Uh, I don't know. I love Frankie Collins. I, I don't – I just – I need to watch more of him, and I'll be honest. I Right now, I have been so obsessed with the football team that I have openly and very, like – I've been openly ignoring the basketball team. Uh, and they haven't really forced me to pay attention, to be quite honest with you. I, but I just think that last year was a very good mix of senior leadership and very talented young kids. So, you ha- like, the the transfer portal was phenomenal for uh, uh, Jawan last year, right? Uh, Mike Smith... Could you have gotten a better field general, you know what I mean, a core general than that kid? And then uh, Brown was fantastic off the bench. And then we lose them. We lose, you know, 
fronds, we lose livers. I mean, we lose a lot of really, really seasoned, fantastic leadership on that team. And now we have Brandon Johns, and we have the professor. And outside of that, what what great leadership, senior leadership or veteran leadership do we have? So I think that plays a lot in how we're going to do in conference. I I'm going to say I'm going to say top part of the conference will finally figure it out and we'll stay in there. But I don't know. I, I think it would be with this young of a team. Uh, I think right now what we need to be hoping for would be a uh, a tournament champion. That would be nice because Phoenix. I mean Phoenix. Uh, Michigan loves to pull that one off, right? Uh, a tournament Big Ten title, and then. Uh, Let's see where we go from there. But this team probably won't catch fire till midseason is going to be my guess. We're going to stumble. We're going to look fantastic, and then we're going to look like, what the hell are we doing? And that's just the heckle and jive, the the hide, what Jekyll and Hyde of a young team, in my opinion. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, I want to I want to say upper level Big Ten because I never want to think that we'll fall below that, but. Top level to mid, if I can use a, a soccer term, either top or mid table would be my would be my call. Now here's a brand new guy, which fantastic. I love hearing from the brand new guys. The uh, hit me up the other night. We had a, a we've had a few good conversations. I'm very happy in meeting the new guys. Um, Mr. B. Uh, his question is. How likely do you think Gaddis will take the uh, Virginia job? Well, I think they already hired a dude. Um, I want to. I want to say they hired a guy from. Jeez, from Clemson, I think. Not Venables, obviously, because he's with Oklahoma. But I think it was the offensive coordinator from Clemson. I want to say. So with that, I don't obviously. If I'm if I'm wrong, I still don't think Gaddis is going to leave this year. In my opinion. I think Gaddis has one more year with us, and then he'll leave. Because, uh, I don't know. I think if, I don't know. Because he is a, I think he, I think he played for Georgia Tech, I want to say. Georgia Tech-ish. I, man, man, that doesn't sound right. Georgia Tech doesn't sound right. But he played out there in the East, right? I guess Virginia is considered the South for some wacky reason. But that's his kind of deal. So, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if he went to, like, Duke since Virginia is off the table. But I think he might hold out for one more year to get an even better job. But one more year and that's it, if if we even keep him. Um, two, losing Courtney Morgan, our head of recruiting, do you think – we will get – oh, who do you think we'll get to replace him? Um, I have no idea on that one. I mean, because I had never even heard of Courtney Morgan when we hired him. So I would assume it's one of those uh, one of those jobs where it's kind of a faceless name, you know, but he has, like, really good uh, connections into a certain pipeline. To be quite honest with you, I would love it if we got a, a got an Islander like uh, Tongan, uh, Samoan, 
something like that because the, Utah is fertile. Like, it's fertile, like, Islander picking grounds. I mean, you take, you can get amazing athletes from there. And I would love to see with Sean Nua and a new, like, uh, coordinating director or whatever this Cordy Morgan was and get into that Polynesian pipeline because I, I think it's an untapped market for the Big Ten. I mean, for other conferences, I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's drilling all day long. But for us, for this pipeline, it's, it's relatively untapped. And I would love to see a double team of uh, Islander record, uh, recruiting director and then Sean Nua put them on the scene and let's get some big boys coming in here on the defensive line, linebacker type things and just killing it. Like I would love to see that. Love, love, love to see that. But I don't know. I I would assume, like I said, it's probably going to be a nameless face that nobody's ever heard of. Maybe like some random Michigan ex football player or something. We'll see. Um, let's see here. Third question. Do you think we will lose any more coaches in the offseason? Now, that's a, that's a very good question because you never know, right? Like, with success comes uh, poaching, right? And uh, whew, I would hope not, to be quite honest. I hope not. And I think right now um, the ones that you would have to worry about, I don't even know if immediately – because uh, Gaz really strikes me as the one you'd have to worry about because he seems to be the one that has been the progression. And normally when you uh, when you involve another person with like, say, a co-offensive coordinator title, that usually means the main dude is on his way out or it's been agreed that he's that he's been groomed enough to be looking. Um, and right now I don't know if we have any of the, any of the coaches that outside of, uh, clink maybe, um, Oh, uh, McDonald, I guess, but I just, I don't see him leaving Harbaugh right now. Maybe after next year, when we win the national title again, <laughs> Uh, you know, so I said there after we win the national title again next year, then maybe he can say, yeah, if an interesting thing comes along, the NFL comes along, whatever. I can see McDonald moving on. I think Gaddis for sure will be gone next year. I just think this year, the only one we really have to worry about is Gaddis, unless there's something we don't, we don't know, you know, but I think the one that's glaringly obvious right now is just Gaddis outside of that. I think everybody else is pretty much set for another year. Would be, it's my opinion, anyways. Um, uh, Mr. B with another one. Um, for instance, we do lose Gaddis. Who do you believe is a suitable replacement, keeping the speed and space concept? Uh, I think it's more of a speed and space slash Harbaugh uh, ground and pound, right? Um, but yeah. If I had, dude, the one I have been in love with and I have wanted for a long, long time, and it's just not going to happen. But if it was up to me, I would have made a hard run at this guy. Uh, was Joe Moorhead? I love, I love his offensive concepts. I love how aggressive he can be. 
Uh, I think he got a raw deal at at uh, Mississippi State. Uh, I really do. I, I don't think the SEC gives uh, new coaches a chance to um, cultivate and create a program. You know, I think you better be Alabama. And if you're not Alabama right off the bat, then F you, you're gone. Because we have to be as good as Alabama, right? And the thing that sucks is that you get, for the SEC fans anyways, is that you get schools like LSU or Georgia or Florida in spurts that will compete with Alabama. And you're like, oh, see, it's it's possible. But, yeah, it's possible for Florida, LSU, even Auburn, because those are blue blood, very, uh, you know, well-known college football teams. Mississippi State has <laughs> never been a power in college football, never, ever, and never will be, because they don't allow their coaches to create a program. And I think Joe Joe Moorhead got screwed. Now he's like the head coach of Akron. I mean, I loved him when he was at Penn State. I really would have loved to have him at Michigan. Um, but I would assume they're going to keep it in-house. I would assume uh, <sighs> Sharon Moore uh, or I could see I could see Moore and uh, Hart doing that, like Moore getting the main deal for like a year or two, doing the same thing that they just did with Gaddis and Moore. You know, I mean, Gaddis was the main guy. Then when he got a little bit groomed and a little bit more experienced, and they brought more in because they assumed Gaddis was going to move on. So I think it's kind of a grooming thing. So I would assume you see more in Hart, and then uh, more will move on, and then Hart would take over. Or you would see more in Weiss because Weiss is, for everything I've read, he seems to be uh, a great football mind, right? Uh the breaking down uh, just situations and tendencies and all the thing that he does to help the quarterbacks understand the defenses, uh, you would think that's the next step would be OC. So it could be any one of those two or any one of those three, I guess. I, I mean, Michigan's going to find themselves in a very hard, very hard place coming up soon because you've got some really good coaches and they're talented beyond all belief, and now not enough coordinating positions to go around. You know, I mean, there's only one OC, and there's only one DC. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Clink scale is going to wait for McDonald, I would assume, to leave because McDonald, uh, let's face it, McDonald's here for three years tops would be my guess. Three years? I mean, we win back-to-back national titles, and then whatever we do in the third year, and then he's gone to be a head coach either in the NFL or somewhere in college football. And then, you know, you've got more who could be taken to go to Oklahoma or Hart or Weiss. I mean, a lot of talent and only very few major coaching roles on the staff, you know. So we'll see what happens there. Um now, we will get to one of my favorite guys in this, and it's uh, Mr. Johnny Ding Dong. And Johnny Ding Dong asks, his first question, is this one of your favorite seasons of Michigan football and ever? And I would say, I to me, 
in all the seasons that I can remember, right? Like, I think 2006 was one of my favorites. Um, obviously, 97, without a doubt. That's the one I, I always remember. Um, I see a lot of a lot of coincidental things, uh, a lot of comparisons between the 97 team and this team. Um, but yeah, in my opinion, it is for the overall view of what's happened in this season, right? And when I say the overall view, I mainly speak of what happened when it comes to our rivals. And if you're a Michigan fan, you know we have three rivals, right? Michigan State, Ohio State, and Notre Dame, okay? And how all this broke out is absolutely perfect. Now, if you were to ask me... Do you, uh, would you ever be okay with losing to Michigan State? Um, my answer is absolutely not. Never in a million years. I will not. I never want to lose to Michigan State. But this is the best way to do it. Because, first of all, <laughs> they get one week to enjoy beating us. One week. And then they lose gloriously, gloriously to, to Purdue. And I mean, they get just exposed against Purdue. So they only get one week to enjoy beating us. And then the rest of the season, they do classic little brother shit. Just like, by transitive properties, you, we beat you, you beat Ohio State, you beat Iowa. We're basically the Big Ten title champions, and we deserve to be in the playoffs. Typical little brother things. So they beat us. They, they win. It's like their Super Bowl. To them, it's their Super Bowl. They win their Super Bowl. Then the next week they lose, and then no one cares. No one cares. For they had one week for people to say, "Oh, hey, look, what a great hey, Kenneth Walker, uh, Heisman. Oh, look at this, they beat Michigan." And the only reason why the nation even paid attention was not because of who they were and what they had done. It's just because they had beat Michigan. That's it. It's the only reason why the whole nation cared. And then all of a sudden, they didn't give a shit anymore. And they lose, and no one gives a shit, which is fantastic. And, I mean, it's the best one loss ever to lose to Michigan State the way we did. And for it to not mean anything brings me such joy, joy in my heart that... I, I can't even express to you the joy in my heart that those idiots had one week, one week to bask in their glory, and it's over, over, <laughs> just completely over. And then we beat Ohio State, which, come on, let's face it, the best the best after a decade. We finally do it. We finally beat them. And then we break them. We literally have broken their their minds. Apparently, C.J. Stroud's talking about the cold. Uh, hey, uh, side note, C.J. Stroud. We haven't had a starting quarterback healthy in the last three years outside of Kate McNamara playing this season, right? We, I mean, <laughs> we've had so many crazy things go on, and yeah, we complain about it. <laughs> Fine, but dude, seriously, you guys have had a decade of winning. You had the sniffles. Suck it up, buttercup. That's what happens. Did you play in the game? If you played, shut the F up. Don't care, Ryan Day Jr. Don't care. So we beat them, we break them, and they have decommitments after decommitments. I mean, their number one quarterback 
Ewers is leaving for first round money, apparently, to go to Texas. I mean, I didn't even know you don't even have to take a snap in college football anymore and you make first round NFL money just to go to another failing college football team. <laughs> Crazy to me. But hey, that's the, that's the landscape in which we live in. Um, that happens. And then <laughs> Oklahoma, lo- Oklahoma State losing. And then Georgia getting blown out by Alabama. Completely destroyed anything, anything Notre Dame had a chance. Like, with Oklahoma State losing, Notre Dame fans, I bet, were on the edge of their seat thinking, oh, my God, we can probably get in. We can probably get in. Oh, my God, we can do it. (laughs) And then, because they needed Alabama to lose. If Alabama lost, that would be a two-loss Alabama team would get kicked out of the playoffs. Oklahoma State losing, kicked out of the playoffs. Next team up, Notre Dame. (laughs) Alabama wins, blows out Georgia, and Notre Dame doesn't even get close to the playoffs. Oh, It, It might be the best. It might be the best season. I have ever seen, I have ever witnessed outside of 97 just because we won the Heisman and the national title in that, right? <laughs> it's so great, though. When you look at it from what we did to our rivals, it is the greatest season in fucking over our rivals in the history of Michigan football, probably. It's the best because just the way it happened. Just the way Michigan State had that little, oh, yes, we own you. And then the whole world's like, who cares? You suck. You're Michigan State, and no one cares about you ever. Just reaffirming the truth. Oh, I think that's that's really my favorite. Like, I don't know. Beating Ohio State after 10 years, that really is down deep my favorite. Proving once again that I don't even care. And I hate Michigan State more than anything on earth. I hate Michigan State more than AIDS. I hate it more than AIDS. I do. I hate it more than COVID. I hate Michigan State more than all that. And still... I'm happy we beat Ohio State more than what the embarrassing way that Michigan State fell apart this season. It's just, oh my God, it is just so wonderful. God, this is is so great to be a Michigan Wolverine right now. It is just, it's just the tops. I'll tell you, it is just the absolute tops in life to be a Michigan Wolverine right now. Oh, God, I love it. I I love it. You know what? On that, I want to get out of here. Uh, So there's going to be more, uh, obviously, more podcasts coming through. I think Monday or Tuesday, uh, more likely Tuesday, I'm going to do uh, maybe a year in review or my top 10 moments of the season, uh, along with my favorite players of the season. Not obvious players, right? Like, uh, you know. Without saying, Hassan Haskins, Aiden Hutchinson, without a doubt, favorite players, right? But I'm talking players that – outstanding players. Like the breakout you didn't see coming. I mean, I guess I can't really in, include DJ Turner since I called it. Also, Blake Corm I can include because I called it uh, preseason. Thank you very much. Uh, but we'll see. I'll come up with something. 
I'll put out at least two to three, two to three episodes a week up until game week, and then we'll get back to the big game pregame. Ask me anything, and uh, you know the reaction episode. Hopefully, that reaction episode leads us into um, a national title week. You know, which will be mind blowing. So, but guys, it is great. It really is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. I mean, it is. There's just, there's no better time in life right now if you're a Michigan fan for football. Just, there isn't. It's, uh, it is just the best. It, I just, I, so with that, I just want to say thank you. Thank you all who follow, who listen weekly, who've all come back. And I get not wanting to listen to Michigan content when we stink. I get it. I 100% so I don't blame you. Uh, but just thank you for coming back. Because the numbers of showing that and even the interactions that I'm having online are proving that um, you're all coming back. And I appreciate it. You know, because being independent sometimes, you, well, I obviously don't have the backing of anybody. So this is all on me. And then, you know, sometimes you're like, well, are people really listening? Uh, the numbers have taken a dip. because, Well, because most of that was COVID, not because of me. I mean, I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm an idiot. But, you know, uh, so you, you see that stuff, right? And you're just like, well, what can I do? Uh, do I weigh work compared to this and all this other stuff going on? And just to see everybody coming back. And thank God Michigan's good because we all just – eat up all the content in the world and it's fantastic and i'm just happy you guys are back for however long i have you i'm just happy you're back i really do appreciate it in every way shape or form um because it, it's great isn't it great to be a michigan wolverine right now i mean it's so fun it is so fun i mean i can't wait i even will listen to you know what i might even do an episode of uh what uh, uh a segment, because it's not even worth a real episode, a segment of podcasts that annoy me the most and the podcasts that I love uh, listening to, because there are two that now, oh, before I leave, I wanted to mention this. I do realize now, because I used to say I don't understand why um, Ohio State fans or Michigan State fans will listen to a podcast of, a, of Michigan Wolverines when they're not a fan. And I understand why they do it now because um, I listened to a podcast that splits time, Michigan, Michigan State. And I listened to the episode before Michigan State played Ohio State and how they were gushing all about how this was going to be the best shot Ohio State gets from any team all season long and that they're built for this and they're blah 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 right and how blah blah and Tucker this and blah walker that and blah suck their dong this and deep throat that or bend and spread the cheeks for this one and all that crap I listened to it wanted to puke every second I heard it but I already know I already knew <laughs> I already knew the result because that's what made me laugh be in between wanting to puke, I was laughing because I already knew the result. And then I listened to the result, like I listened to the reaction part of it after they played. And it, it is actually very, it, it, it nurtures your soul. So I get it, Ohio State fans. I get it, Michigan State fans. I get why you listen to us. 
And especially me, because I'm very animated about how I feel when we lose. I get it. But I'm way more entertaining than any of these other dopes that have podcasts. And there's some guys I actually really like. But for some of them, they're dopes. And I'm so much funnier. But I get why you do it now. Because it is like the sweetest sugar. (laughs) To hear the hope before the game and the utter disappointment after. And it makes it so much better knowing that Michigan State fans and reporters alike are just idiots. Oh, it makes my life just just so happy. So happy. So, so anyways, I'm going to get out of here. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It really is. It's great. Uh, always and forever, guys. Go Blue.